This is Unfiltered, episode 128 for January 7th. 2015. People who use marijuana as medicine are worried about a possible marijuana merger. A proposal to combine medical and recreational pot stores today got a big boost from the Seattle City Attorney. Camera 7's Graham Johnson is here with what that could mean next for pot in our state. Graham? Steve, right now we have two very different systems, a regulated one for recreational users and an unregulated one for medical patients. Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes today proposed combining them. Welcome to Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's <laughs> weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be watching. By the way, I love it, and uh, you know I hate to do this, Chris. Uh, you know you hate it when I pull the wool over everybody's eyes. Uh-huh. But I just noticed something. You what? want you want me to point it out to you? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, can you look at the date there? Under- oh no, it's just 2014. <laughs> It's 2014. That's right. Well, I guess it had to happen on one of the shows, huh? That's true. It did. That's true. Uh, there, this will be like our special moment. Let's see if I remember to fix it next week. That'll be the real <laughs> challenge. That'll be so. Just uh, you know what? Uh, theater of the mind, Chase. You, you know, you probably could have got away with it because most people listen on audio. I you probably could have no, got away with no, it. No, I, I realize that, but you know what? One person's going to be in the chat. You want to call me out? You uh, want to call me out? I got it. That's fine. That's well, fine. That's fine. I, I'm not afraid to call you out when it comes to that, and also to the fact that Ebola didn't die. Oh, your face, your damn face, your damn face. Really, at the top of the show, we got to bring that up. Your damn face, Chase. Ebola. Well, Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got there, Chase? That's not Ebola. You got something else. No, it's in a bubble wrap. Yeah. Why don't you open it up? Okay, it's for okay. you. It's a oh, gift. Wait, but my birthday's in a few weeks. Well, uh, Christmas and birthdays came. Christmas came late. Birthday wait, came all right, early. All right. First off, I'm I'm looking through plastic packaging. What is it, Chase? What and, is it? And uh, uh, you know what? The, no, Chase. What is it? Tell uh, us, Chase. This, this looks like um, this looks. Chase like is a... uh, currently unwrapping something extremely <gasps> loud. Oh my God! It's not Anderson Cooper. No, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a travel mug. It's a travel mug. Yeah, it's an unfiltered. Consumer- Bacon travel mug. Uh, where's this bacon from, by the way? Uh, that bacon is from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, oh, right there in the underwater. This? Underwater, Savannah, oh Washington. God. There's a note inside. Yeah, it just tells us about how oh. great you are. Uh, so <laughs> this went out to our unfiltered supporters this week, those of you in the swag oh, level. I love this. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a. Uh, this is great. A special unfiltered supporters only holiday episode went out oh. last week. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Swag Club members got themselves a travel mug, and all of our unfiltered supporters got themselves a special episode. Now, one thing that the pictures don't do justice is the metal. It's fact First off, metal. It's, it's metal yeah. on the outside. Know, inside, cool. it's stainless steel. Isn't that cool? And uh, <clears throat> I love this. Uh, this is solid, and I love the bacon and the yeah. logo. The logo oh, looks so, sharp, right? I love this. Yeah. yeah. This is so good. And it'll fit in the cup holder, no problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So go check your mailbox if you're an unfiltered swag supporter. And uh, if you get one, I'd love to see an action shot. Send it to Angela at Jupiter Broadcasting. Oh, I'm, I'm, and you know what? Since the case, by the way, is metal, mm-hmm. you can get yourself one of those dry erase markers. <laughs> but yeah, and you could yeah. write down where the bacon is yeah, from yeah, for that sure. week for your bake for your own bacon for, for your, your own, own local bacon. bacon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Please put your name on it that way nobody that's takes right. it because there is some delicious looking bacon on the side of that uh, cup. Speaking of bacon, uh-huh. I know this has no relation to what? the show whatsoever. But speaking uh, of bacon, okay. do you know that Papa Murphy's has a new bacon, bacon, bacon pizza? No, and it is amazing. So is it? Bacon bits and bacon, or what's it about? No, it's real bacon. Okay. So you get Canadian bacon, 
All right. You get pepper, corn, bacon. Okay. And then you get like traditional bacon, I guess, or let's, whatever. Let's let's see how. Uh, okay. So you're telling me this is from Papa Murphy's. Right? Papa Murphy's. So it's taken bake. So you think the internet knows about this? Oh, the internet should is definitely Papa know Murphy's, about. Is Papa Murphy's? Is this? Is it, do people have Papa Murphy's where they're at? How's this? How's Papa Murphy's work? Uh, so it's called bacon bacon pizza. What's it called? It's a bacon bacon bacon. Three bacons. Yeah, it's bacon okay. bacon bacon. Oh, let's try this. Papa Murphy's bacon 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 pizza. All right, let's see what we find. <laughs> let's just see what Google's got on this. Mm, that is so good, Oh, Chris. yeah. Where would you like oh, me to get it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is looking good, Chase. Oh, oh yes. look. Here's a commercial for it. <laughs> I even found a commercial. Oh, my gosh. I want this bacon. Crispy bacon. <laughs> I'm doing this on my phone. Pepper bacon. Yes! That's three kinds of bacon times one pizza, which equals <laughs> oh God, yes. a bazillion compliments. Yes. Oh, it looks so good, Chase. Oh, it is good. Murphy's bacon, bacon, bacon pizza, just $12. Or try it as a fresh pan for just a dollar more. That's what I did. I did. I did the pan. And when I bit into that pizza after coming out of my oven, uh-huh, yeah. it was the best tasting. By the way, if you're hungry, mm. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Are you hungry, Chase? No, no. Okay. <laughs> The chat room is. Yeah, yeah, they are now. <laughs> so so I highly recommend to get in the pan version because it's thick and okay. it's chewy and uh-huh. the crust is great. It does sound um, good. You know what I like? Bacon. Mm, bacon? Yeah. And you know the best thing about this pizza? Hmm. Bacon. Yeah. Well, Papa Murphy's is pretty great. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. All right. Well, I will uh, I will inform the uh, wife about that and perhaps the kids will enjoy it because they're also bacon fans. And, it, and it's uh, it's very paleo, right? Mm. No, not really. Maybe I just pick <laughs> off just the bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take off the bacon. Uh, all right, all so right. let's start with some news. I, I don't know exactly how this show's going to go. It's the beginning of the year. There's a lot we can cover, a lot of different directions we can go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, as we record this episode, something major is happening right now in Paris. There's a manhunt after a brutal shooting, yeah. uh, which we're going to give you information about here in just a second. Second half of the show, I think we're going to talk a lot about some major changes coming to medical marijuana users. And honestly, what I perceive to be the biggest downside to recreational legal cannabis. I think there is a major downside to it, and I think we are now struck with it, and we're going to talk about it in today's episode. Okay. But I want to start with the, with, with the really heavy stuff. And I know not everyone in our chat room is currently hip to what's going on right now. And those of you listening at home probably now know about it. But as we record this episode, there is a manhunt going on in Paris. It is the deadliest terror attack in France in decades. Unfolding in a horrific few minutes in broad daylight in the downtown streets of Paris. An attacker yells, Alu Akbar, God is great. The four gunmen opened fire inside the offices of a French satirical magazine, which fueled anger from Islamist extremists in the past. They were on the second floor and moved towards the editorial section, where the entire team of journalists were together. Outside on the street, the attackers gunned down a police officer. He screams, stay away. Wow, this is sad right here. So look at that officer right there, right as the gunman pulls his arm and shoots. Uh, now I want you to take a look at the gunman chase. Uh, I want you to I want you to t- pay attention to how they move. I want you to pay attention to how they're equipped. I want you to pay attention to how they're dressed, and I want you to pay attention to how they communicate to each other with nonverbal signals because it's all pretty sophisticated. But the gunmen shoot him dead and leave a clue about their motivation. They shouted that we've taken revenge for the prophet. They then head to their getaway now car. One gunman raising his hand in the air in what could be a signal to others that played a role in the attack. According to a Western intelligence source, mm-hmm. another stops to pick up a shoe before fleeing the scene. 
Now notice the uh, the fact that the mirrors on that car are white. Then a wild chase on the streets of Paris. Cars ram and violent confrontations. They were then faced with a police car. At that time, there was the first exchange of fire, but no injuries. Then after that, they faced another police patrol, which led to a second exchange. Then there was a third shooting unleashed against a police team, and one member was hit and shot to the ground. The grim result, 12 people killed, another 11 wounded. Among the dead, newspaper editor and cartoonist Stéphane Charbonnier, known as Sharp, who in past editions of the paper satirized the Prophet Muhammad. With the attackers still on the loose tonight, France's president wants immediate action. We need to find the actors of this terrorist act. This is what his voice sounds like for sure. They must be arrested and brought before judges. France is shocked today. James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> this so, is CNN. Uh, this, now, uh, this is whenever something like this happens, um, you know, 12 people dead. Uh, uh, you know, a, an attack on the press, something like this. Whenever this happens, it's extremely sad, and I do not intend to make light of this no. at all. Uh, in the overtime folder, we have a lot of different clips this week. In there is a raw video of the terrorist attack, and in there, um, you well, let's see. I think this is a clip of his, watch this clip. I don't know if this is it. Uh, let me pull this up. Yes, here it is. This is, this is just a raw version of uh, civilian footage taken. Watches the way these gunmen move. It's uh, it's spooky. Uh, it's it's very well. It, they they know how to work their weapons very well. They know how to coordinate very well. And uh, obviously, it's it's striking uh, from a country where you don't have the right to bear arms. Right. The fact that these individuals would come in and know how to use these weapons so effectively. The fact that they casually asked people for the names of their victims and then went in there, they led this assault. The fact that three people were able to manage to murder 12 people, yeah. all in a spir- uh, just a period of five minutes, it makes me think that uh, you know they came in with a set of skills uh, and a set of abilities. Well, the people that worked for the magazine, uh, they... I don't know if you knew about this, Chris, but they they typically worked off-site. They were pretty much remote workers, so they didn't meet with each other Mm. that often. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they obviously did on this occasion Mm. uh, because they're they're all in the same space. Place. So that's so the fact that they're all together is not necessarily a common thing. No, exactly. And um, on on top of that, uh, they you know these gunmen knew that they would be meeting at this time. Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, one of those. It, this was definitely fully planned, of course. But on top of that, they knew where to hit. They knew how to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew what to do. It seems like too. You do this kind of strike. You know what kind of reaction when you go. Uh, when you when you strike something that is essentially. The message in it is essentially an implied censorship. It seems like it's obvious the kind of response that that culture would have. Right. Uh, tonight there was supposedly a rally of 10,000 individuals. Uh, last time I heard on, on the way up here, 35,000 people. Yes, yeah, 35? The last number I heard was 10. No, in, in, in downtown Paris. Really? Yeah, people coming together holding Jeez, up signs. 10 signed. was almost unbelievable. I know, no. It's, wow. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, what happens immediately— uh, and it'll probably be it'll continue to happen over the next few days is immediately the links are either made depending on your new media outlet. Some people are linking it to Al Qaeda. Some folks like your friends at CBS are linking it to ISIS. Uh, ISIL, Chris. Oh, 
were involved. But the question is, uh, were they working with others? Was it a larger cell than that? And more importantly, uh, what inspired them? Who were they working for? Uh, there's no doubt this is a terrorist attack. It appears to no have doubt. as its uh, motive revenge for these satirical cartoons and lampoons against the Prophet Muhammad and other Islamic uh, figures. And, and so we can presume this is a, a terrorist attack carried out by someone sympathetic to either ISIS or perhaps oh! al-Qaeda. Oh! Uh, threats have been made in the past. Uh, this is not something that's new in France. There's an indigenous population there of radicals and a fair number of... We can, we can presume that, right, Chase? Yeah. Can I bring up a, uh, mm-hmm. an interesting thought here? Yeah, sure. On that video that we just saw from CBS Morning yeah, News. Yeah, the Morning News. Yeah, Morning yeah, News. With so these Nora are, and Charlie these and are, uh, By the way, breakfast yeah. news. These are kids yeah. getting ready for school. Right. Charlie's waking up. They're showing victims on freaking stretchers. I mean, like, that... You, Shock therapy, Chase. Foreign fighters wow. who have gone to Syria and Iraq. So the question now is, where did these gunmen come from? And more importantly, uh, is there anything else in the pipeline? Any other plots or any other tentacles of this plot uh, that is still ongoing? Tentacles. There's a massive amount of intelligence sharing at this time. Uh, but does the United States plan to do anything to assist the French? Well, the U.S., uh, Charlie, has offered all of uh, resources if the French need help. Uh, but the French have a very uh, robust intelligence apparatus and a good counterterrorism operation. There'll be close coordination. The key is we have to identify the gunmen. Once the gunmen are identified, then I think the U.S. can uh, provide great assistance. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we haven't gotten all the details, but I think actually as of this recording, uh, one of them who's 18 years old has turned himself in even. Uh, yeah, there was a uh, – uh, I'm going to pull it up now. Okay. I was listening, but – the the one thing that's interesting here on this is everybody likes to obviously criticize what the NSA has done, you know, like spying and, you know, things of that nature, uh, especially on other countries. Right. And I was reading a story earlier today that and the reason why I'm chuckling is people get upset, you know, with the NSA spying on like Angela Merkel and things like that. And then there are countries like Italy and Paris, uh, France, they go right to the NSA, go, hey, do you have any. Do you have any information? Do you have any? Yeah, do you have any stuff? I guess. I, mean, I, I guess find I, that ironic. They, see, the 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 iron that implies that in order for that 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 is that assumes the premise that they're not already talking, but because they're part of the Five Eyes collaboration group, they're probably already getting a feed of information. Yeah, that's true. It's just they don't know how to act on it because it's too much information. Yeah, I think. Uh, and I look at this, and I think what's interesting about this is this this rally that you talked about. This yeah. thirty-five thousand people. Now, really, thirty-five thousand? Does that sound like a as, number? As, to as, you? as of the last Chase. report that I heard, yeah. No, I'm serious. Thirty-five thousand people. Honest. Does that sound like a believable number to you, dude? Thirty-five thousand people. Well, first off, I'm not from Paris. I'm not from okay. France. Right. So it, it it is plausible. Unless I've you know all organized according to CNN via Twitter and Facebook. Well, that I don't believe. That's what they said. <laughs> you really don't believe that? How can you believe the thirty-five thousand number? Not believe I, that. I, I think it's not just based upon you know Twitter and all that. I think some people will just go, and that that would happen. I mean, first off, I see in front of you, Chris. You know, the the Paris metropolitan area has two point two million people. Yep. So when you look at just a yeah. law of numbers, a lot of numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. when like say sixty thousand people can go to a ball game, yeah. you know, football game. Yeah, yeah, that's inside the realm of possibility. So there was a commentator on CNN this evening, and he said something that's kind of interesting to me. He said, the response you're seeing in Paris, this is going to be the new. I, uh, uh, I mean, this is going to be the new response. Oh, and here's what I, I just, I just think it's interesting that all these people are like coming out. They're coming out against terrorism. They're coming out. I, I, I don't know. I, it just thirty five thousand seems a little unbelievable to me. But perhaps, maybe so. 
Uh, maybe so. It is a very sad story either way. Another theory I've heard about you know this whole situation is you know Par- uh, I keep saying Paris, but it's really France. France was never uh, really, I guess, in in the Middle East. You know, uh, against an ISIS. No, they're too busy with Africa. I, I, that was a cue, uh, ISIL. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but now with this situation that occurred, you know, now that might pull them in and mm-hmm. get them more involved. Oh. Well, we'll keep following it. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's, it's literally happening right now as we record, so it's kind of hard for us to have uh, a lot of a lot of ground to cover, but uh, we're watching it, and maybe if something develops, we'll cover it next week. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely being well covered here in the mainstream media versus like some of the recent stuff that happened in Australia. Yeah. This is being covered a lot more here in the U.S. mainstream media. Well, I mean, what happened in Australia is tragic. I mean, you know, uh, in, in that situation, but I guess – numbers right you know tw- what 12, 12 12 versus what was it three four i mean i mean still sucked, you know for but... some reason and I, I couldn't even tell you why do you know what it makes me think of what's that the boston bombing for some reason like when i just think of like something very public oh yeah and a lot of people coming you together know, i i was reading boston uh, strong and you hear about all these people that are protesting and dude they're doing this manhunt right now in paris Right, have, they haven't even released pictures of these guys yet. Is but they it have the names. They don't have to do a lockdown, by the way. But anyways, they're doing yeah, this. They're doing this point. massive manhunt in Paris right now. Are you talking about a city lockdown? Yeah, like yeah. we had for the Boston bombers. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. We have these people. They're on the run. The whole city's in fear. Where there's a manhunt on on happening right now, looking for these terrorists. And it makes me think. I don't know. For some reason, it makes me think of a couple of years ago in the Boston bombing. I don't. No, no, no. No, that's a great equation. And I think this is one of the benefits of crowdsourcing, if you will, of getting people involved, social media. Yeah. Because once they release pictures, yeah. it's it's all on. Yeah. I mean, remember what uh, was it, 4chan? That, yeah. Uh, oh, no, it was Reddit. They went crazy. Oh, it was Reddit. Yeah. It was Reddit, yeah. I mean, they went crazy. Um, I'm, and by the way, I've- uh, So Art of Music is saying they- Or no, who was it? Uh, uh, we meet again. Uh, we meet again. They've released. <laughs> That's a great name. Says <laughs> <laughs> so they've released pictures. Oh, okay, because as of earlier, they didn't have any pictures. Do of you the remember co- with the Boston bombing when they released pictures? That was that was like you're saying. That's what made people yeah. go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they got involved. So uh, these stories, as they happen, have such a long tail, uh, and it's something that uh, the, your unfiltered show does not have a short term memory on. We remember these stories, and yeah. so uh, as they happen, even if it's been a couple of years, we follow up on them. As such. The Boston bombing case is getting underway. The trial begins almost two years since the attacks near the finish line at the Boston Marathon, an act of terrorism that killed three people and injured 260 others. Two separate bombs in pressure cookers concealed in backpacks blew up in quick succession. The first bomb went off at 2.49 at this spot near the finish line. Ten seconds later, the second exploded about a block and a half up Boylston Street. Starting tomorrow, Johar Sarnayev goes on... Uh, that's uh, pronounced Joker. Trial charged with that devastating attack and with murdering an MIT campus police officer, Sean Collier, shortly after the FBI showed photos of the bombing suspects and asked for public help to identify them. Boy, this thing's been sweetened. Do you hear yeah. that audio in the background? Listen. That's how it's supposed to sound. Everything else that you hear, 
they've added. His older brother, Tamerlan, also accused in the crimes, was killed in a shootout four days after the bombings. The government will seek the death penalty if the younger Sarnayev is convicted. So the law requires selecting what's called a death-eligible jury. You know about this? Yeah, it's actually, I think, uh, here in Washington State as well. Yes. Getting one, 12 jurors and six alternates requires asking lots of questions to weed out those with strong views in favor or against cap. How do you find a juror? Hey, I mean, the death penalty thing's enough, but how do you find a juror in the United States? By the way, that that trial is happening just two miles away from where the bombs exploded. So, <laughs> by the way, side note on that. Side note. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how you find a jury at this point in the United States of America that isn't biased in this case. Uh, uh, cord cutter? Yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> the new jury panel, the new jury pool, yeah, the cord cutter, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. that's good, dude. That's good. <laughs> Not on filter, listener, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, yeah first, the first thing the, the prosecuting attorney was: Have you uh, listened to any podcasts lately that are politically motivated? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. You know. you know what I hope? I hope that. This whole CIA torture report doesn't get buried. With the Boston bombing going, uh, trial going on, yeah. the media could go crazy. Now you got the shooting in Paris. Like, it could go nuts. And in the meantime, I'm all sitting here being like, what about the CIA torture report? That shit seems like it was bad. And it's totally against the Constitution and against what America stands for. And you know what? I'm all like, well, at least the system worked. At least the system, over time, brought forward these aggressions. But no, RT wouldn't let me have it, Chase. <laughs> no. RT had to be like, hey, Chris, don't worry. Uh, you know that whistleblower that yeah. bought, that brought all the CIA torture stuff to the surface and supported it? The guy that was in charge of watching the CIA? The singular person and the United States government who was in charge of watching the CIA? You know that guy, Chris? This is my subconscious talking. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. You should look into him. See what he's up to these days. Oh? See if he's still watching the CIA. Former CBS investigative journalist Cheryl Atkinson. Oh, wait, this is the wrong clip, but this is also these two go together. So let's back up a little bit. So uh, Cheryl Atkinson was reporting on this on the CIA torture report very early on. And watch what happens to her. And then we will then play what happens to the watchdog whose role it was to watch the CIA. So first we'll watch what happens to the media. Then we watch what happens to the watchdog. Is coming under fire from other journalists following her recently filed lawsuit against the DOJ. In it, she alleges that the government illegally surveilled and monitored her from her work computer to her personal laptop. Now, this reporter was on the CBS Morning News. The Morning News I remember. Nora, yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah. She was one of the gals sitting at this awesome glass desk with the camera that spins around in a circle. Yep. All these claims were stated in her book called Stonewalled, which was released in November of 2014. A month later, she filed the suit in a D.C. court on December 30th, naming Attorney General Eric Holder Whoa. as one of the defendants. Here she is discussing her claims on politicking with Larry King. I describe it as um, a long-term surveillance. Just by happenstance, a couple of sources approached me with connections to the government and knowledge of their tactics and said, you know, your Benghazi recording is fantastic, your reporting, but you're probably being monitored because of it. Now, imagine if somebody came to us and said, Chase, I love Unfilter. It's fantastic, but you're probably being monitored because of it. (laughs) I, I I would be like... 
Hmm. Would you take it seriously? I mean, honestly. It depends who's giving me that information directly. Right. Yes, exactly. I yeah. mean, of course. I mean, if, uh, you know, say Dubstep Allen, you know, said, hey, Chase, you know. You're probably being monitored. I'd be like, come on, man. And it sounded quite far-fetched at the time because we didn't yet know about Associated Press, their records being confiscated by the government. We didn't know about the government spying on uh, Fox News reporter James Rosen. We didn't know about Edward Snowden. But just through my contacts, someone offered to take a look at my computer, which was acting strangely, turning itself on at night. I didn't think much of it, but when it began to be put together, um, I did let Turn someone off, wake on look land. at my computer. Stop using Windows, people. And what he found in there, he said, was chilling to um, everybody who's familiar with tactics such as this, surveillance tactics, that it would be used on a journalist. Uh, they found monitoring software in there for a long time that had been measuring every keystroke, able to activate my Skype audio account, had all my passwords, could listen to me through the computer, was looking through my files, was in the CBS system, and also through two more computer forensics exams subsequent to that, we were able to confirm they were likewise in my home Apple desktop, um, able again to remote that uh, to operate that remotely, and they could even wait, control that. Wait, wait, Chris, you use Mac, right? I have a couple around here. I use Macs at home too. Mm-hmm. You have to basically go in and enable those yeah. features, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you have to type in a password. I mean, usually, well, on the Mac, you can just turn on straight up VNC with no password or with a password. So, if you had a piece of software that enabled that service, it is actually built into the Mac OS operating system. Oh, I know it's built in VNC, just VNC. But it, but is it open by default? Is it on? No, by no, default? no, no, no. Right? Yeah. But you know, if you're a user and you get an attachment and you open it, but it still will prompt you for a password just, when you install that app typically sure yeah do you really think that stops most users no no but i'm just saying like she she acts like well they just did it i was like well oh, you, oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah 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 oh absolutely she she had to install something or like i mean let's be let's i mean honestly like yeah. if they really wanted access to chase nunes's mac they would just break into your house and do it like if they really 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 wanted access yeah, yeah right? totally yeah and maybe they would if you were a reporter on the CBS morning news but they already have a prism set up you see so they already have all <laughs> yeah. of her data well and i would argue all it would take is here's a link you run this bob's your uncle right i mean i would think yeah, that is if they were sitting in front of the keyboard when they weren't so i obviously that's quite chilling i mean it is if she's full of shit right now then this is a former CBS reporter who is putting her entire future career on the line right now to say something that's untrue. I just don't – that just doesn't feel legitimate No, to me. it doesn't feel legit to me either. And also uh, Amber Lyon from CNN had essentially the same exact story about being monitored, about stuff not going on the air. She didn't have the stuff about malware. Same exact thing. Didn't get any play anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Now she's in a public dispute to save her reputation as former colleagues and other journalists alike are finding holes in her story. Media Matters called her out on these inconsistencies, ranging from being able to name the responsible parties of the computer hacking all the way... Well, how could you? How would you know? How could you name them? How could anybody? And, and by the way, uh, full disclosure, I believe she's pretty, like, anti-Obama. She's like a... She's, okay. She's not totally for the current... But but again, like... But look she, at her career. She's been... She was at CBS for nearly 20 years, okay? So she's been through Republicans and Democrats yeah. and both... I, you would yeah. not be able to name who installed the malware on no your way. computer. Way to her inability to explain computer forensics findings. It's not her job to explain computer forensics findings. That's not what's that's, that's a very specialized field. As somebody who's literally been paid over a hundred dollars an hour to do penetration testing, I would not. I would not 
to, I would not feel qualified right. to give you forensics findings. Yeah. I could do the penetration testing, but I would not be qualified to do the forensics findings. Oh, for yeah, that. yeah. That is a totally specialized field. So, of course, she doesn't have those answers. Atkinson alleges she was targeted in 2012 following her investigation into the Benghazi attacks. She's now seeking $34 million in damages from invasion of privacy. Atkinson resigned from CBS after nearly a 20-year stint with the network, citing frustrations stemming from journalistic integrity. They wouldn't let her publish some of the Benghazi stuff. See, that's an opportunity for a competing network to mm. pick her up, unless she's currently under a she's non-compete. No, no, she's under a non-compete. I bet you that's a hundred bucks on that. No, dude. No, you don't think so? No, she's untouchable. I think at this point. Mm. No, I mean, knowing how like other eight news you think agencies she's already like been picked up. Possibly. I mean, you know how aggressive. And by the way, remember, full disclosure, I used to work for the ratings. You know, Nielsen, you Nielsen say, TV ratings. Yeah, Nielsen ratings, yeah, Nielsen yeah. TV ratings. Uh, and you know, these news organizations, these cable news organizations, operate on you know literally point one, point one of a ratings point. Which I mean, these it's so crucial for them to get viewers and such. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for for her to be a quote unquote free agent and no one's touching her. No, I don't believe that. I, I believe that she's probably under a non compete from CBS maybe for a year. Right. You're saying what you're saying is when you get to her position, yeah, you don't just go away. No, you don't. You get an offer. Yeah, you get from an offer. another. Network. You're doing something. You might and 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 these things are so structured such a way that they might even say here. We'll pay you to take six months off. Oh right, absolutely. I mean, I've I've read stories and and known. Uh, you know, there's a uh, radio guy. His name's Tom Likas. Uh, you know, you might have heard everybody of him. Everybody knows Tom. Everybody Likas. knows Tom. Everybody. Tom had a three year contract with CBS Radio. I believe it was. I believe it was CBS Radio. And the station that he was uh, on, his flagship station, flipped yeah. from talk. Yeah. And he was just to like flip from talk to just like, like nobody behind, nobody in the station, just automatic radio. Yeah, it, was, it was a flip. He, he got he got to say goodbye. Basically, Pandora over radio. But basically, they paid him. They paid him to sit on his butt for eighteen months. Yeah. He was under contract. He couldn't go and do any anything else he yeah. couldn't do any other radio and yeah. now he does his own uh, his own internet thing i've i've worked at it companies where they've let somebody go and they just paid them for months and months and months in yeah. case something came up uh and to make sure that he didn't go somewhere else yeah. sm in the chat room's right she's gonna do a book she's gonna do she already she, has oh <laughs> in fact i i literally bought it uh during that clip uh and uh, so I'll, I'll give a report to the unfiltered audience on on the book, when I do get to it, I've got two books in front of it, so it'll be a little bit. But I bought the audio book. Yeah. I mean, I'm an Audible subscriber, so yeah. I just oh, yeah. I already had the credits. But I, I picked up her book uh, during that clip, and I'll see what she has to say. And good for uh, Larry King. I had no idea he was still doing the show. Politicking, yeah, he's on RT doing politicking now. Yeah, yeah. nice, good name. I, I think it's a creative name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, there is the uh, there is the uh, fourth estate keeping us honest, as they say. Yes. Uh, now let's talk about the internal watchdog process when the CIA has to be monitored by a federal employee. What happens when that singular employee goes away? Well, the man who revealed that the CIA had hacked into Senate computers ahead of the torture report has now resigned. CIA Inspector General David Buckley is on his way to pursue an opportunity in the private sector. And the CIA says, as you might expect, it's not political. RT correspondent Gayan Yechechekyan reports. Advocates of government oversight are a little worried because the internal watchdog of possibly the most secretive government agency is leaving his post and who will replace him and when is not clear. David Buckley's role as the CIA inspector general came into public spotlight when he supported Senate investigators in their dispute with the agency over whether or not the CIA appropriately interfered with their investigation. In other words, he worked with Feinstein. 
Remember last year, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee accused the CIA of hacking into the computers of their staffers and removing documents as they were looking into the CIA's torture history. David Buckley sent his report on the dispute to the Justice Department, but the Justice Department still decided that it had insufficient grounds to open a full-scale investigation. Now, officials at both the CIA and on Capitol Hill say Buckley's departure was unrelated to politics or anything he had investigated. But you can't say many people expected his resignation because David Buckley has served at the agency for four years. Uh, For comparison, his predecessor had served for seven years. The CIA says Buckley is leaving to pursue an opportunity in the private sector. What exactly he'll be doing, not clear. So uh, this is the watchdog guy, and uh, let's see. What, and this is a quick follow-up from RT. And that was RT correspondent Gagne Chichekyan. Gagne, you do great. Good work. <laughs> Ganymede, or whatever your name is. You're a good guy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, watchdog that was responsible for this report, basically the guy that sounds like when it came down to the to, uh, like the last that the last minute, the the people in the Senate needed an ally, and he was their ally, and. His payment was, well, once this is all over, you're just going to quietly leave. And now he's going to go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just going to go away. <clears throat> so something we've just sort of loosely followed for about three months now is the price of oil. Yes. And it's been crazy. And I've been recently motivated by a uh, by, by various different uh, – shout out to Lionhead and various other unfiltered listeners – who are uh, also dramatically impacted in ways I never totally appreciated by the different prices in oil. Like, it doesn't just impact Russia. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no. It is major. Yeah. And the price has hit all new lows this week. Now, we did a special, I I believe it was during the special, that we talked about gas prices. Yeah, we did. So if you're not a Patreon and you want to check that out, become a Patreon. You can check out the special. Um, but the uh, we did a special for for all the patrons, and we talked about gas prices. And you were asking me, Chase, do you think it do you think it bottomed out? I'm you like, think it's done? And I was like, no, no, it's still going to go. And it's, I'm like, how can it go lower, man? Right. And I was just like, look at the trend. And yeah. I'm a big graph guy. I you like, like to look at trends. You do. You you know what else you like to do? I felt speaking your, of money. This is your zone, man. Speaking of money, I uh, love Costco. Costco's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Costco near my work is yeah. finally pumping out diesel. Oh, yeah. Well, you drive a diesel, and I drive a diesel, and I filled up my car. It was like two twenty nine a gallon for diesel, hmm. which is sick, ridiculous. Mm. And I get about forty two miles of the gallon, so I'm loving life right now. But yeah, this is crazy nuts. Yeah, crazy nuts. Look at that drop off right there. And uh, as of today, oil is fifty bucks. Now, oil prices hit a new low on Wednesday, with Brent trading below $50 per barrel in London before bouncing back. Some experts, though, believe the continued overall fall could be the biggest threat to the world economy since the 2008 global recession. The biggest threat to the world economy since the 2008 recession. I don't believe it's a threat. I don't. Really? I don't. Well, listen to this. Okay. Uh, Brent crude is a global benchmark commodity and plummeting prices have been causing shocks on the world markets, including Russia. It also paints quite a grim picture, too, for energy companies. The U.S. shale gas industry is in the firing line and hundreds of billions of dollars in investment could simply come crashing down, as Diana Chikian explains. So the idea is, 
We've invested a lot of money in ways to extract oil out of Mother Earth that uh, are pretty expensive. But when oil is over $100 a barrel, it pays for itself. However, when oil drops below $100, that shit gets super expensive. Tempted by big returns, companies big and small have borrowed a lot of money for fracking. Oh! Their debt is now estimated to be around $200 billion. It was raised mainly... Oh, you know, about what the housing market debt was in 2008? ...through bonds issued on Wall Street and in London. At current oil prices, many companies won't be able to finance that debt. They need prices of about between 60 and $100 per barrel to be able to break even. Economists say a default on that debt, as well as risky oil bets that banks and corporations have probably made, could lead to a collapse in global financial markets, similar to the 2008 crash. What do you think, Chase? Right, so do you think we're? Uh, do you think if oil prices Chris, continue to go down, Chris, if the if the shale market Chris, collapses, Chris, if the XL pipeline becomes Chris, pointless because of the stop shale? It. Stop it, Chris. Yeah, Chris, come down. What is it? Come, you're, are you sitting? Yes, you're finally sitting. Good. All right. First off, uh, let's uh, let's look in retrospect here. Where's this report coming from? Uh, that would be Russia today. Okay. Uh, and we just talked on the show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Putin, not very happy. He's saying, you know, everybody's got to work through the holidays because this is a major, major <laughs> no situation. No break for the Russian government. Right. Uh, so it's hurting Russia right now. Mm. No doubt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No doubt. And so what do you do if you're Russia today? Well, yeah. You put out a report saying it's, I would, it's tough. I would argue, though, that uh, that's that's an easy conclusion to make because Russia is the only one, the only other company that er, – company – Wow. The only other country that has <laughs> the, the propaganda arm. But it's hurting other go- – it's, it's, it, 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 there are a lot of governments that get hurt. I oh, totally. It's not going to be the 2008 No, no, no. Price. But one thing to realize is this. When energy production pro- costs are low and you know, you got to look at it down to you know, small business owners, uh, you know, farms, uh, you, you and I, when we're able to pump gas and, you know, and people back east who use heating oil to mm-hmm. put – oil in their homes at a cheaper cost, what happens is, uh, you, of course, you're going to save but a little bit of money in your I, pocket, but then you're going to go spend Can more. I argue something with you? Yeah, well, of course you can. Uh, so just for the total sake of argument, let's, let's accept the premise that the 2008 global financial collapse mm-hmm. was perhaps facilitated, persis- participated by, or contributed to by the housing market collapse in the U.S. Okay. So let's... Let's just say, for this sake of argument, let's just say that the global economy began to unrail when the housing economy in the U.S. began to unrail, right? Like, that was the start. Yeah. What if the same thing's happening all over again? We're working with OPEC. We're bringing oil prices down. See, the the differences here is it's affecting entirely different groups of people, and th- and that's and that's where it feels weird. When the housing market crashed, which – you know, affected. You know, affected well, everybody. It affected consumers too, it, it, in yeah. a big way. Yeah, but this, in a, in where a big, the oil prices are benefiting way. consumers, right? Exactly, yeah. and that and that's where you, you're looking at who's a, who's affecting the most. Mm-hmm. Banks, and, the, banks, the businesses, right? But consumers have more money in their pocket. Exactly, and but the thing is, not only they have more money in their pocket, they're contributing money back into economies, and and they're spending more money mm. on goods yeah. and services and yeah. things like that. So to say that it's a total buster is not necessarily true because yeah. people are now 
now spending more. They're like, wow, you know, now I, I instead of having to fill up my car for fifty dollars, it's costing me thirty dollars. Or in my case, a hundred dollars. This costing me sixty dollars, and that's significant when you have a family of three. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, of course, it's RT's role to play this up as doom and gloom. I do not want to shortchange, though, yeah. those of you out there outside the U.S. where your countries are being affected no, by this. No, no. And, and you know what? Totally. And, you know, I, I'm really interested to hear from, from our peeps across the pond in the U.K. because, uh, you know, when we always bitch and complain about gas prices here, over there, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like worse. It's and, going down, but I don't think it's quite the same. No, and it's like worse. It's still bad up in Canada. You know, last time I was up there, it was about, a, I want to say, a ten a liter. Uh, when you, you know, uh, by the way, a gallon of gas is 3.79 liters. Don't ask me why I know that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's still like what, four bucks a gallon or yeah, close yeah. to that. So it's, yeah. it's crazy yeah, depending yeah. on where you're at. I know. I know. I know. Right. So should we just shake it all off? And uh, we, you remember our buddy, friend of the show, John Cantlie? You mean my good friend. Your good friend. My very good friend. John Cantlie. Cantley. Uh, so you're, uh, you're Chris uh, here. He works hard for you, Chase. He says, you know, I know Chase loves videos from his buddy. And he wants to see videos from his buddy. I scoured the internet. I literally, I scoured the internet for videos of John Cantlie. He has a new episode out. Oh, he does? He does. Is he still in the same room? No. No? Huge change of tone. Did he he finally get a Reflect Media screen? You're not going to believe it. It's way better than that. I could not find a clip of it directly, but I found the coverage of it. If you out there in the audience have clips of John Cantlie, please submit it to (laughs) unfilter.reddit.com. Can't lie. Can't lie. Can't lie. Uh, and please, unfilter.reddit.com, submit them. What I have is an analysis of the latest video of John Cantley. Cantley. And you're not, this guy, dude, I, I'm actually, I'm a little jealous. ISIS has released a new propaganda video, again featuring British hostage John Cantley. But this time the setting and the tone are quite different from past videos. Look at dude, he's driving Hello. around a motorcycle. I'm John Cantley, and today we're on top of the world in Mosul, overlooking the second largest city in Iraq. For analysis, we turn to our senior national security analyst, Juan Zarate. Uh, What strikes you about this video? Well, this video is different in part because it reads and looks like a travel log with uh, Mr. Cantley, the hostage, serving a bit as a travel guide. Clearly, the video is trying to counter the impression uh, given by the Western media. Wait, 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 wait. My BS alert just went off. Okay. You know why it just went off? Just now? <laughs> it's been going on. Okay. Um, do we know 100% uh-huh. Uh-huh. that this video wasn't taken previous to all the other videos? Well, like, how did, would you know? Does he does he uh, date uh, date stamp anything no, that he says? Like, does no. he does he reference any current no. events? No. Uh, no. Do we have any calendars in the background? Um, I'm just wondering. Let's watch and find out. Right. Chaos, oppression, and uh, lack of supplies in Mosul. And so what you see is a demonstration of ISIS control of the environment, their ability to govern, to police, to provide health care. And in some ways, this is a video that demonstrates their ability to govern and their legitimacy as opposed to trying to terrorize the audience. This is now the eighth Cantley video. What do you make of his condition? Well, he certainly looks healthier. He is in civilian attire. He's no longer in the orange jumpsuit, uh, reminiscent of past videos. Uh, And he seems to be roaming relatively freely, at least on camera. Uh, Clearly, ISIS continues to use him as a a propaganda pawn. Mm. What do you Mm. think of this, Chase? My BS factor, man. I think this video was made before all the other videos. 
Uh, That's an interesting observation. That is it. I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. And of course, it'd be completely possible. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, just this just in the Jupiter Broadcasting yeah, Newsroom uh, looks familiar. Is letting uh, me know that uh, price for uh, for gas is uh, one pound eighteen cents pound sterling per liter. Uh, that's six dollars and seventy three cents a gallon American mm. over in the UK. Jeez, that would break me. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, <laughs> and, break and me. by the way, if you lived anywhere near London, uh, not only that, but then you'd have to pay a congestion charge uh, going into the city. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forget about it. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, BS factors way over above. I, I, I really on it, and I have no proof. This is just total conspiracy bacon. I want to watch the whole video in its yeah. entirety to yep. get an opinion. Yep. If the audience has it, unfiltered.reddit.com. Please, yeah. I, I think this was done before. I think this was done before, and then he's in the orange jumpsuit that now. Makes, that makes sense. Uh, all right. I just, it feels weird. So to I wanted to ask you, um, did you end up getting in a fight with your good buddy, uh, <laughs> Harry Reid? Did you see what happened to Harry? You know, Harry's he's had, he's had some tough days. Uh, do you remember John Kerry got beat to shit a few years ago? Do you remember this? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe no. Uh, you might want to image this. Image search this. John Kerry beat up. Okay. Just see what you get. I've never I've never searched that in my entire life. I have no idea. Here, let's do it right now. We'll do it live on the show. John Kerry. John beat, Kerry beat up. Yeah, there you go. Go yeah, go do an image search. Oh, right for that. here. Who gave Senator John Kerry that shiner? Look at the images. Look at oh. the blaze. All right. Oh, of course. Yeah, look at that. Okay, so there's John Kerry. Oh, right? By the way, uh, side note. On my birthday. <laughs> Do you think now, look at that face. Look oh at that. Scroll down God. a little bit. Scroll down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he sorry, got Harry. taught a lesson, right? Don't he, you think? Wow. Yeah. So uh, your buddy, Harry Reid, also got taught a similar lesson. Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid, not on Capitol Hill today as uh, the 114th Congress has been sworn in. Uh, Senator Reid was injured over the weekend in some sort of exercise accident. You know, because he's 90 almost, oh so he's having an exercise accident because, you know, all 90-year-olds exercise. I thought they have a great gym in the Congress. I, and, and I, now- <laughs> I, you know, dude, you got to remember, he's uh, he's D.C. rich, so he's got a couple of houses with exercise uh, areas. Fair enough. Now we have an explanation from him as far as what exactly happened in this video. Take a listen and look at him. As most people know, I fought what? for a couple of years. Now look at that eye, dude. He got beat to shit. Right? That is not an exercise. Just accident. like Carrie, right? Just like Carrie, dude. You don't. He you don't lose up. the entire right He's, side of your face so, with an exercise. Accident. Harry uh, Manson Reed, born uh, December second, nineteen thirty nine. He's seventy five years old. Back in the day. Look at that, dude. Look at that shiner. All right. Somebody came in. And, hey, Harry. All I gotta say is this: you know, whether or not you you know agree or disagree with Harry Reid. Beating up an old guy is just bad form. That's cheating. That's bad. That's cheating. All right, so do you want to hear Harry's explanation for his shiner? Totally, yeah. Let's see how bunk it is. After any one of those fights, I never looked like I do now. However, I didn't get this black eye uh, by sparring with Manny, uh, by challenging Floyd Mayweather. By the way, uh, it's interesting that he's talking about the black eye because he also broke two ribs. Oh, my God. He broke two ribs, had a black eye, had a head injury besides the one you're seeing on camera, and other issues. Funny he doesn't mention those in this video. I didn't go bull riding. I wasn't riding a motorcycle. I was exercising in my new home. And uh, What were you doing? The doctors have told me I better take it easy. I had my presentation all made to start the new Congress. I've been doing new Congresses for, this will be my 33rd year, and I really have some uh, 
homesickness, for lack of a better description. But I had a terrific meeting uh, this morning with my leadership. Senator Durbin, Senator Schumer, Senator Murray, we've been together. Murray. Hey, but at least, at least, Chris, he has a very good health plan. For a number of years, long time, working together. And we're speaking with one voice. Do you think, uh, so do you believe the exercise equipment thing, Chase? Do you believe that? All right. I mean, look at the John Kerry face. Right. Look at the John Kerry face. Look at the Harry Reid face. You, Tell me that's not the same goons. You, he's fitting the stereotype of a domestic violence victim. Right. You know, I, I just fell down some stairs. You know, it was, you yeah. know, we and were I having like, an argument. I feel like if you were like, uh, excuse me, Mr. <laughs> Reed, could you explain the broken ribs? Oh, well. I was working out. My exercise equipment was having a bad day. I'm, it didn't mean it. I'm laughing, by the way, not because of his injury, because of his lame attempt to cover up yeah. the real reason. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm, I'm laughing. You know what else is a lame attempt? Uh. Just the unbelievable lengths that the Obama administration and the FBI is now going to to pin the Sony cyber attack on North Korea. And it's just like, who's buying it at this point? Oh, yeah, me. And, no, not really. <laughs> now to President Obama retaliating against North Korea for the damaging cyber attack on Sony, imposing new sanctions. This is the first time our government has taken a move like this in response to a direct cyber attack on a U.S. company. And the White House says there is more to come. ABC's Jim Avila is with the president in Honolulu. Jim. Good morning. The Hawaii vacation ends today, but not before President Obama strikes back at North Korea. This morning, President Obama stands strongly behind the FBI assessment that North Korea hacked Sony and not former movie company employees, as reported by some on the Internet. So strongly that for the first time in history, the Obama administration ordered targeted sanctions against the country accused of launching a cyber attack against a U.S. company, Sony Pictures. The president signing an executive order sanctioning Kim Jong-un, his political friends in the North Korean intelligence and defense agencies, the Workers' Party, and three government-backed military companies. President Obama had promised a proportionate response, and while not ruling out covert actions, this was the first public step. No, I don't think it was an act of war. I think it was an act of cyber vandalism that was very costly, very expensive. We take it very seriously. Last week, North Korea's internet was down for 10 hours. The U.S. won't say if it was behind the outage or even confirmed that it was an actual cyber attack. President Obama wraps up his golf, beach, and family vacation tonight, heading back to D.C., with so far no global crises interrupting the schedule. So uh, I just cannot buy that it's North Korea. In fact, I will stand here today and tell you that it was a, it was a former employee of Sony who did it. Yeah. That's what my gut tells me. Uh, however. By the way, did you see the uh, interview? James Comey. No, I did get it, though. I did watch it. James Comey said, look, this is, by the way, the director of the FBI. If you don't believe it, that's not my problem. I can see things you can't see. Oh, God. Yeah. What a dick. He says, literally, you don't see what I see. Literally, a direct quote from him. And that they watched North Korea open up a connection from IP addresses being used specifically for North Korea to send emails to Sony. You know, they watched the GOP, the, the, the hashtag GOP hacking group, open. Email ports, this is all direct quotes from James Comey, James Comey, director yep. of the FBI. Yep. They watch them open F- email ports from okay. specific IP addresses. Okay. Slam dunk, they say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's Slam legit. dunk. It's legit. 
Now, uh, security expert Bruce Schneier says it's total bullshit. He says it doesn't sound doesn't doesn't pass the sniff test at all. Uh, I got links to that in the show notes. Uh, also, uh, the Daily Dot did a great job of breaking down all of the reasons why it doesn't make any sense. I've got oh, I'm sorry, the Daily Beast. I got that in the show notes. But number one, and this is the one. Really, ask yourself if you're North Korea. Correct. And you get access yep. to all of this information about Sony, social security numbers, health benefits, communications about Hollywood stars. Do you go post it all online or do you use it for your own betterment? Do you use it to manipulate Sony? Do you use it as intelligence? Do you use it for collateral? Of right. course. <laughs> if you're North Korea, you don't go post all of this publicly on the Internet. Why would you extract all this information just to go publicly post it all? And, and, and if you watch the series of events, no, no mention, zero mention of the interview was made by the GOP. The first people to mention the interview are Sony Pictures and the media. Nobody ever mentions the interview until the media puts prints that. That's right. That's right. I mean... Granted, Chris, this is coming from the country that uses Windows Media Player. So yeah, yeah, I just want to you know, throw point, that out good there. Good point. Just want to throw that out. And here's the thing, Chase: is yeah. we were t- we've been this is what we've been dancing around this entire time. Right. The fundamental problem is the media just takes whatever answer they've given by Josh Ernest and, and yeah, and, they just and run print, with it. Yeah, well, and then they print it in gold and like this is the truth. But the reality is. They, even them, themselves, sitting in front of the cameras talking to you, know it is total bullshit. They know, they know that if they ask the hard questions, they get cut off. They know that if they ask the hard questions, they get fired. You don't believe me? Well, how about the man that runs Meet the Press, Chuck Todd? Very interesting. Watch. I really do think part of the problem is, is that the cynicism is caused by the fact that more in the course of my lifetime and having lived in Washington, that Washington is increasingly in a bubble, much the same way that a lot of people who live in Hollywood are in a bubble. When I started going on the road 25 years ago and I was told, well, you're too angry, you're not going to get it. They, what I was discovering was they were angrier than I was. And there's a sense of disenfranchisement now that, that I think is seen in the, in the number of people who went and voted that I have just never experienced in my lifetime. And I've watched you and everybody else where somebody comes on, and I don't know how you do it, because I'd be, I, I don't know how you do it. I'd be barking at them. <laughs> because I'll sit there and go, <laughs> and you sit you there. Know, we all sit there because we all know the first time we bark, it's the last time we do the show. Yeah. There's something sometimes where it's the last time you're ever all of a sudden. I want to play it again because the audio is bad. This is uh, Chuck Todd, host of Meet the Press, talking to Lewis Black. And what Chod, Chuck Todd just said was if I ask the hard question, I'll get cut off and I lose my job. Chuck Todd, meet the press. And you sit you know, here. We all sit there because we all know the first time we bark, it's the last time we do the show. Yeah. The first time we bark, it's the last time we do the show. So we all just sit there and listen. You sit you know, here. We all sit there because we all know the first time we bark, it's the last time we do the show. Yeah. There's something sometimes where it's the last time you're ever, all of a sudden, nobody will come on your show, right? How you do? I'd be barking at them. <laughs> I'm going to play it again. And you sit you know, here. We all sit there because we all know the first time we bark, it's the last time we do the show. Yeah. There's something sometimes where it's the last time you're ever, all of a sudden, nobody will come on your show, right? Yeah. There is yeah. that balance sometimes. There is that balance. That balance where we're totally afraid to ask the hard questions, where we're totally afraid to hold them accountable for the total bullshit that they tell us. There's just that, 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 just that thing. 
Yeah. As no. Chuck says, just it's just you know it's that thing we all know it. Because remember, but yeah, one thing you got to remember, it comes back to money. It comes back to ratings. It and comes access. back and access. And if if these hosts can't get the guests to show up on the shows because they know that they're going to get hard questions, they won't show up. The show won't get ratings, and then the show will die. It's just disgusting to hear. It's, it. Yeah, it's, from Chuck Todd, the guy that runs Meet the Press. Meet the Press, one of the most prestigious news programs I mean, that used to it's be. It's obviously bullshit. Yeah. But it's so frustrating to hear yeah. him say that. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Go support your unfilter show. We don't care. And we're going to say stuff that we just feel is the legitimate reason things are happening. We're just honest and we don't have any agenda. And we don't have to worry about guests. <laughs> unfilter.com. Or I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Become right. a supporter. Get access to the entire catalog of all of our clips, all of the source code that makes up this show. Get access to the activity feed of our Patreon. You get things like the holiday episode that That's are right. exclusive to our Patreons. Patreon.com slash unfilter. And, and don't forget to mention, Chris... Uh, the the swag, swag club, club is awesome. Swag club, uh, and there's some spots available. Last time I checked, so let me check. Um, yeah, we uh, we have seven spots left. Yeah, and the cool thing about the swag club is not only, of course, you know, you're one of our premium awesome people who are supporting us at patreoncom slash unfilter, but you get cool things like this bacon. Mm. Oh, conspiracy, conspiracy bacon, bacon travel mug. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It is really nice. Yes. And but also besides just the swag, you get the appreciation of being one of the true investors in our show. Patreon.com slash unfilter. You're never gonna hear an interview where Chris or Chase is like, Well, if we ask the hard questions, they might not come on our show. You know, We've yeah. not we're not built around that. That's not how we work. We work by making you happy. Yeah. Right now, today, when I make a show. When on on a Wednesday afternoon, when I'm crazy and I think I'm never gonna get a show out the door, I'm never gonna make them happy. You go to the you know who I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about sponsors. I'm not thinking about Dick Cheney. I'm not thinking about interviewees. I'm thinking about the patrons. I'm thinking about the 351 of you when I'm working on this show, and that fundamentally changes the recipe of what makes a great show. And you can make it even better. Patreon.com/slash/unfiltered. We love you guys. I do love you we guys. We do. I love you guys. You got the rocket. Thank you for supporting our show. Love you. Chase. Yes, Chris. You ready for a high note? I, I am ready to end this awesome first show of the new year, Hey-o. 2015, on a high note. <sighs> and boy, is it a note. <laughs> it sure is. Let's kick it off uh, with uh, some some great benefits that the state of Colorado has seen. Just tons of boosts to the economy, housing markets up. Why? Because people are moving in. Because of their incredible medical cannabis program. Since Colorado legalized the sale of marijuana one year ago, attention has focused mainly on the boom in recreational pot sales. But a growing number of people are actually moving to Colorado to gain access to a special kind of medical marijuana. Our report tonight from NBC's Harry Smith. We need to change the perspective and what people think of cannabis. They call themselves medical refugees. Some 200 families have moved to Colorado for something they can only get here, a rare type of medical marijuana. Howdy. I'm Harry. Nice to meet you. Including 10-year-old Braden Fleming, who has epilepsy. You're a handsome young man. Thank you. His family came from Houston to Colorado Springs just to be on the waiting list to get a medicine called Charlotte's Web. Several people's response was, who does that? Who picks up their life and just moves? But those were people that don't have a child with epilepsy. 
Braden suffers from Doza syndrome, marked by small and uncontrollable seizures. He had one in the middle of our conversation. Or I watch baseball. Was that one right there? Charlotte's Web is a strain of marijuana low in THC, the psychoactive ingredient, but high in CBD, a mystery compound believed to have healing properties. CBD is something that has captured the national imagination, political imagination, the fear of the medical community. Dr. Edward Ma is a Denver neurologist studying Charlotte's Web. He warns it doesn't reduce seizures for everyone. 20 to 30 percent are having a pretty dramatic reduction. And dramatic, by the way, means almost a total reduction. Elimination, yeah. yeah. It just tails off from there. Job ready. Well aware of the odds, yeah. the Flemings moved here anyway. How happy would you be if you could live your life every day and not have any seizures anymore? I would love that. It'd feel like I'm in heaven, probably. Amen. Just before Christmas, Braden started taking Charlotte's Web. Now the Flemings wait to see if it works. Harry Smith, NBC News, Colorado Springs. I don't know. I, as a dad, when I see that, uh, it, oh, I know. It, well, it really gets me. I mean, I, when I think about like my little boy, and if he had seizures like that, I wouldn't move anywhere in the world if they had something that would help him with that. And, and this is the part. And first off, com- I commend NBC, by the way, and I and I know they're they're tugging at the heartstrings on this, but boy, they sure are. But at the same time, I commend them for not putting out a um, you know hate story or mm. a uh, you know look how bad marijuana is kind of a story. Mm. I mean, first you have a you know legitimate doctor, a neurology doctor on the news story talking about this kind of a thing, and this is one of those situations where people need to realize this isn't. You know, uh, it's not this, just about screwing it's, off. It's, and it's, fun and it's not crazy. smoke and mirrors. It's not about getting high on a Friday night and, and, and partying. Well, all right, maybe it is. It is for some. It is for some. You know what? That's fine. Yeah, but, but for others, but, but it's this about, this is a situation yeah. where. And by the way, uh, you know, I know we're going to talk about the state of Washington here in a minute. Uh, but you know, you have a lot of states that legalized medical marijuana, you know, unregulated and all that thing, because they actually, you know, they agreed with the medical benefits. Can I play one more tug at your heartstrings type story? Sure. And then we'll talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Recreational pot shops open one after the other here in Washington. Now lawmakers are expected to turn their attention to medical marijuana yet again next week, possibly clearing up the legal gray area once and for all. King Five's Jake Wittenberg live to show us why the fight is on. Now, uh, actually, before we even get this far, uh, medical marijuana in the state of Washington has never been in a gray area no it never has it, mind- what, what, hasn't it been legal of like for nearly 20 years yes <laughs> of a lot of parents this morning jake good morning yeah it certainly is good morning mark without legal clarity on medicinal marijuana some shops that's some not medicinal true marijuana dispensaries say they may have to shut down hurting the patients who are prescribed the drug including at least one 10 year old boy we had a lot of mixed uh, feelings from people when we decided to start this. Is that good? Tamson Gebhardt gives her 10-year-old son Sam medicinal marijuana in his food. Little Sam has the extremely rare Moet Wilson syndrome that once caused him to have 200 seizures a day. Traditional meds were not working, even causing dangerous and scary side effects and withdrawals. So Gebhardt turned to CBD oil. Twice a day, she injects the cannabis oil into capsules and feeds them to Sam. She says her son's seizures are all but gone and he's waking up and responding in new ways. 
Without legal clarity on the drug, the program that provides the oil to Gebhardt could potentially end. It's a miracle drug for me. And, you know, it's one of those things that if for some reason it became illegal here, we would move. We would uproot our family and move. Now, the state legislature may take up the issue in the next session starting Monday. But in the meantime, medicinal marijuana growers, sellers and users remain in limbo. We do know of at least three bills that lawmakers will introduce that could bring some sort of clarity to medicinal marijuana. All right. First off... Clarity. Three bills for for clarity. I I, I just love the how they they're they're using this. They pretend like yeah. They pretend like all of a sudden there's all of this ambiguity. Okay. All of these issues. Let's look at the history f- for a brief moment, you guys. Let's let's turn on the wayback machine. You know, uh, <laughs> Washington State legalized medical usage of of marijuana back in the nineties. Yeah. It was an initiative process, and it was passed. The rules were passed, and they've been re- fair, uh, fairly not changed since then. I mean, minor tweaks, but. And and it's major. worked. It's and, worked. And it's worked just fine. The pro- here's, here's the reason why. Let me give you guys the secret sauce here. The reason why that they're wanting to bring it in or whatever out of this legal gray area is because they're not making as much money on the recreational side as they estimated. Show me the money! And the, the key thing here is they're like, well, gee, you know, all these medical marijuana users, they're, they're, they're paying for uh, weed without tax right there's no tax on it it's tax free thank you chris so that's that's the key here you guys it's not about a gray area it's not about (laughs) a limbo the problem is they are losing money that they felt that they should be having right now they have these competing systems if you will but here's the other thing that bothers the hell out of me out of this whole thing okay it's not like anybody um you know gets Go can go get medical marijuana. You have to see. You have to see a, a doctor. doctor. You have to get a recommendation. Yes, and, and the things that that's the part that bugs me about this. It's not like you know. It's people way are, more vetted than the recreational system. No, and, and you're you're logged. You're in a system. You the whole nine yards. I mean, people. It's not. Yeah, that's yeah. I just, uh, just so ugh. since we've last convened. There has been article after article after article after article, but the, and I have them linked in the show notes, one from Mashable, one from Business Insider, one from our local Cairo news station. The one I want to draw out, the one I want to bring your attention to is the article that ran in the New York Times. In a year into the nation's experiment with legal and tax marijuana sales, Washington and Colorado find themselves wrestling, not with federal interference that we feared, but with competition from medical marijuana. In Washington state, the black market has exploded since voters legalized marijuana in 2012. No, it's always been here. It's always been here. We have been following every story to a tedious degree. Yeah. And we have never covered a story where it says the black market is exploding. It's, there's always been scores of legally dubious, how about this one, Chase? With scores of legally dubious medical dispensaries opening and some pot delivery services brazenly advertising they sell outside the legal system. All right, it's first, time so, to crack down. All right. And the number of patients of Colorado's medical... Here's a, here, Chase, get ready for this. In right. Colorado, uh-huh. it ha- the medical system, Chase, yeah. it hasn't gone down since recreational you know marijuana. <sighs> it's uh, only gone up! Of course it has, because more people get access to information. More people realize these things are appropriate to them. And in Washington state, we have limited what we allow to sell. No edibles, no oils, none of the things that you actually need if you're a medical patient, or a lot of the things you actually need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They They've never been allowed in the recreational yeah. system. Yeah. So now, what do they want to do? What do they want to do, Chase? They want to combine the two. 
Seattle attorney does, at least. People who use marijuana as medicine are worried about a possible marijuana merger. A proposal to combine medical and recreational pot stores today got a big boost from the Seattle city attorney. Cairo 7's Graham Johnson is here with what that could mean next for pot in our state. Graham? Steve, right now we have two very different systems, a regulated one for recreational users and an unregulated one for medical patients. Seattle city attorney Pete Holmes today proposed combining them. Rhyme Wyndham showed us the cannabis she uses for several ailments, including endometriosis and problems with digestion. It makes it to where I'm not in pain all the time. I can I can smile and mean it. You know, it it I, I don't rely on a little pill. She used to take 20 pills a day. Now she just uses marijuana from Northwest Patient Resource Center. Could she get what she needs from a new recreational pot store? No. no. Not even 10% of what. So I, I have a medical marijuana license, and uh, I, I, I would agree with this. I've, I've gone to recreational, and I've looked at it, and it's, you know what? If I wanted to get really fucking stoned, I could buy a few joints. That'd be great. That'd be really cool, dude. It'd be groovy. That's not what I need. I have a stomach problem that I need to manage from time to time, and I don't need to get fucked up out of my mind. I need There's much less variety in the higher-priced state-licensed stores where the emphasis is on getting high instead of managing pain. Still, Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes wants the legislature to bring medical marijuana into the regulated recreational system. Are you trying to get rid of medical marijuana? No, because in this proposal... Medical marijuana is more than accommodated. That is such bullshit. I'll get back to it in a second. Holmes proposes bringing Washington in line with Colorado, Alaska, and Oregon by allowing any adult to grow up to six marijuana plants at home for any reason. I like that. He wants medical cannabis consultants licensed by the health department, standards set for medical-grade cannabis, and an exemption from the marijuana excise tax for pot with low psychoactive levels. So if you got weed that has high on the CBDs, then it it might not get taxed. All of these things should lead to a very competitive product that meets the needs of medical patients. Late today, Seattle Mayor Ed Murray issued a statement that shutting down collective gardens is not the right solution because it leaves patients out in the cold. He says he will pursue city licensing of medical marijuana stores if the legislature doesn't act. Graham Johnson, Cairo 7, Eyewitness News. So today in Washington state, if you are a patient, maybe you're a vet, and you don't really have the financial means to buy your medication, you can exchange grow plants, bring them into the medical marijuana place. They will exchange something there that you need for your plants. Oh. It's, a pretty, it's a pretty nice system. It's like a collective grow up kind of a right. thing? Right. Okay. They, they, you, you get paid for your weed. You can... See, the thing is, is a medical cannabis store isn't just about like buying a bong. It's not about getting some pop. It's not about getting some chocolate. It's about talking to people that actually know how to help your problems. Yeah. When you change the way they're – what they're suggesting is they're going to make the system great for people who want recreational weed. They're going to destroy a system that is actually helping people. Yeah, the regulation. What's going to happen is it's it's going to raise costs automatically because whenever you have to do thorough testing and then retesting, and then they're going to have. Now they say, well, we're not going to tax. We don't know the details. What that well, really they're not going to tax the CBD versions of the plants, which is an arbitrary measurement. They're just going to they're just going to put a, a stake in the stand and say, well, if it has this much CBD, we won't tax it. But, but the other problem is the medical system is offering up a set of. Again, I go back to it. It's oils, it's ointments, it's foods, it's tinctures. 
that will not be made available in the recreational system. And their solution to that is, well, we're going to let you grow six plants so you can do anything you want. No, mother effer, I can't. I cannot make the oils I need. I, I, you know, like, like this, it's literally medication for patients they're screwing with here. Yeah, Literally medication for patients. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and because they don't get the tax revenue, Chase. Well, the weird thing about this, the weird thing about this, this is coming from the Seattle city attorney. This is not coming – and now I know there's bills that have been introduced to the it's, state it's legislature. Each but city is taking – it's like Tacoma is just shutting down the medical places altogether, right? They're not issuing them new licenses. They're saying you have to Oh, close. they're shutting down medicals, huh? Well, yes. Wow. Yeah, they're saying – well, what the way, the way it goes is they're telling medical uh, pot shops, you need a license to operate – by the way, we're not going to issue that license. That's already happening in Tacoma. You need a license, but we're not going to give you one. What Seattle's wow. doing is like Seattle's saying, well, let's just merge the systems. Let's merge the recreational that is just about having fun you know, the, with the system that's about treating patients. And what I fear is whatever Seattle does, the rest of Washington does. Guess, whatever the rest no. of Washington does, See, all of the other states do. There's one thing that I've learned a little bit in my time in living this in this state is you know, the voters – uh, voters in the initiative process, they will get – if you piss them off, you don't want to piss them off. Um, and f- first thing I, you know, I remember, uh, $30 car tabs. You know, they, they pass an initiative, $30 car tabs, but the government will find their money somehow, some way, right? You know, they yeah. tack on fees and other so places. By the way, when I get tabs, right. I now pay like $120. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking here is if, if this – some kind of hybrid approach happens – I bet your butt that there's going to be some initiative saying, no, we want to restore it back to what we originally voted on and what we wanted. Yes, because if if people wanted this, they would have they would have said, no, 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 no. We don't want legalized regulation. We want to combine the system. They would have included that in in any kind of initiative process. Have you ever been inside a recreational marijuana shop? Uh, I've been to one of them in Seattle just to take a look. Oh, cool. So I've only been to one myself. So I don't have a lot of reference. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the labels were cool. <laughs> it there is a difference. There is a big difference between a medical place and a recreational place. Oh like, yeah, n- like there is a big difference between ones kind of like it's the difference between a liquor store and going to the doctor's office. Yeah. Like it's like a huge difference, yeah. and I just really worry about this. Uh, and I, I, I you know. Uh, and and just as a as a cautionary tale, and the reason why we report on something something that's so hyper local is. This is going to happen all over the nation right. and maybe beyond that even. Now, I understand. I watch this, but you know they talk about how, well, one of the reasons we need to do this is because in Washington state, the recreational profits, just, you know, they haven't been what we expected. You know what? Dude, they got started six months late. They never allowed edibles. It's been extremely restricted. They only initially allowed two growers out of the gate. Of course profits are you know, low. Yeah, maybe maybe what they should consider instead of trying to screw up a different system that really has nothing to do this with the This worked rec- well for a decade. It's longer, worked for a decade. Lo- 20 years, Chris. Longer yeah, than two that. Decades. Two decades. Two decades. Longer than that. Thank you. And, and instead of what instead of screwing that up, because right now, in my opinion, it's not screwed up. It is not screwed up. It's fine. People are getting the medicine that they need and they require. We already saw the stories about that. What they need to do is maybe, mm, I don't know, loosen the regulations on the on the recreational side. Mm. I mean, mm. seriously. What an idea. Seriously. I mean, you know, we're already seeing talks, by the way, uh, in the state here, in our state, I know, local level. Sorry Hey-o. about this, you guys. But 
we you know uh, we used to have, we used to be one of the oldest states uh, in buying alcohol. You had to go to a state liquor run store uh, to buy alcohol. You couldn't buy it at Safeway uh, other than beer. Of I course, remember, I'm talking about yeah. alcohol, hard oh, yeah. stuff. Not too long ago. Not too long ago. And you know, so now you know you can go to Costco, you can go to Safeway and buy hard alcohol, but. Super expensive. It's still super expensive. But now the state is like, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's not increasing the competition as much. We're, we're thinking about lifting some of the transfer taxes and things like that. So when I see that and like they're going to do that on the alcohol side, but then they're like, well, we need to regulate the medical side because we're not making enough. No. If you want to make more money, ease up some of the regulations. Yeah, I guess what I don't understand is why don't they look at them as a model and go, wow, they've successfully operated for 20 years. No. What are they doing right that we could do? No, you know what the politicians are doing? They're looking at Colorado and they go, well, you know, Colorado had a, a regulated medical Single system. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, if we do that, we yeah. can make a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. You do, all right, state of Washington, you want to make more money? I'm going to tell you right now. This is real simple. Lay it on me, Chase. First, you lift some of the regulations Hey-o. on the recreational side. I, you know, maybe remove one of the taxes that happens because I believe they tax it on the shipment, they tax it on the grow, and they tax. It, I think they tax it on the sale. Oh yeah, they do. They sack, they they seed growth uh, when the when the grower yeah. sells it to the store, and when the yeah. store sells it, all from the sale of the seed all the way. Yeah. every single so, thing. So taxed. what they need to do, just re- maybe just remove one of them. Okay, so do that first. Okay. Yeah. Secondly, um, by the way, just yeah, to put in perspective, yeah. just because we talk about tax. But just so people know, a $10 joint medical goes for $25 recreational. Yeah. A single joint. And you know why the price $25. difference? Because of the regulation. Yes. Okay. Now, let put this in perspective. In the state of Washington, it is a felony. It is a felony to play online poker. Did you know that? I love how you – we, we got to get a scorecard for every time you bring this up. No, no, <laughs> this no. This is like your favorite. No, 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 but I'm I'm <laughs> so I'm I'm, 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 merge, I'm merging this together. Yeah, okay, it's crazy. I agree. It's so, mo- it's crazy. So, so you get rid of the felony. Yeah, you uh, make yeah. it legal to play. Yeah. yeah, you tax that. Yeah, you know, portion or whatever. You know, make it legal. They do it in other states. There you go. There's your money. Have a nice day. Why do we Why do we talk about this on the Unfiltered Show in a nationwide or no? I'm because sorry, worldwide gonna, audience. Because it's going to happen yes, everywhere. Exactly. And this and this are is, you stupid? Of course, that's why we talk about it. And, and the reason why we talk about it too is. Because it's happening on our local level, there might be similar measures and similar situations that are happening to you. I know there's cigarette smokers out there that you know it, the government's constantly coming after you. Don't you don't think this is not going to be a major topic over 2015? Oh, it's, it's going to be a huge topic over yeah, 2015 because you know you got more states coming on board and and other places around the world that are coming yeah. on board and yeah. starting to accept this. And this yeah. is something yeah. that a lot of these other places are going to look at here, what's happening in Washington and Colorado uh, to uh, you know f- you know form their stuff. So you know keep an eye on it, you guys, and that's why we're talking. About. Lots of more info in the show notes. The show notes are packed full of good info, everything we talked about today. Chase, yes. do you see we do have a bit of feedback? I do, yes, yes. This came in to our Unfiltered subreddit at unfilter.reddit.com. Uh, this was written in by 8-Bit, and he said, hey, thanks for the holiday show. Yeah. Hey-o. I loved your patrons-only show for the holidays. I got to get my dose of Unfilter every week. I don't have any great ideas about how to increase your subscription rate, but maybe some of your other fans might have something hmm, to contribute. Perhaps. I generally get my news in print or off of NPR. I came across Unfiltered by accident. Uh, I am a maker, and I needed to bone up on my Linux skills for an embedded project I was working on. I haven't uh, used it since Slackware 1.0 days. Anyway, special tools needed for my regular work, and I started watching YouTube videos. I came across... 
the Linux Action Show, which was very well produced. Hey, nice job, Chris. Thanks. Um, it did not address the exact issue I was interested in, but it introduced me to the many fine JB offerings, and then unfilter blew my mind. I guess that you need some kind of advertising to increase viewership since it never occurred to me to get news and opinion from a podcast. <laughs> what? Hey, that's true. Hey, you, you know what's funny? A lot of people think that way. I guess. Uh, what the exact nature of that advertising might escapes me. Thanks for your great work. And that was from 8-Bit. Uh, look, guys. 8-Bit. Guys. Come on now. I appreciate that. I but we need the we need you to spread the word of mouth. Uh, if you could let friends know about the Unfilter Show, we'd really appreciate it. Yep, totally. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but thank you, Eight Bit, and uh, both Chase and I. We really enjoyed doing the Unfilter Show. It was sort of off the cuff. We did. We managed to do an hour long show with only two clips. <laughs> How about that? How about that? that's not bad, right? Oh, not bad at all. No, no, no. Uh, Chase. If yes. I didn't get enough of you, get oh, get enough of me. I didn't get enough of you. I was gonna thought you were talking about the subreddit, but all right, fair enough. Well. Why don't we start there? Okay. I mean, we could. Oh, okay. If I... Okay. All right. Chase. Yes. Let's say, hypothetically... Hypothetically. I didn't get enough of the show this week. Ah. Maybe stuff was covered. Maybe stuff wasn't covered that uh-huh. I wanted covered real bad. Uh-huh. Where would I go? You can go to unfilter.reddit.com, which is our home of community. And by the way, this, uh, is, this, is, this is not the page. <laughs> I, what you got up there over there, Chase? I was, on, I, was, I was on reddit.com. Uh, unfilter.reddit.com. Gone wild over there, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the fappening. Uh, you, <laughs> you can go here and you can check out all the stories. A lot of you guys have submitted into the show. Um, you know, conversations take place. I do have one wish for the subreddit this year. Hold on. How the brave little toaster predicted our robot future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the top story right now. <laughs> That's the top hot story. I have a small request for the subreddit this year. <laughs> I would like to see this subreddit get a theme. I, you know, oh, like you know, customize. Anybody want to step up? Anybody That'd be want nice. to step up? I'd love yeah. to hear from you. Now, also, Chris, emails yeah, unfilter at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Uh, why not connect with us? Maybe me on Twitter, for example. Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Oh, wow. You follow me on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. What are you on there? I'm at Nunes. N-U-N-E-S. That's me. My Look at wife. you. That looks very <laughs> festive. By the way, that was a great picture. Did we, you Photoshop in that that n- glass of... No, that's legit. That's awesome, dude. That's legit. That's so awesome. <laughs> you need to see the full picture. I'll show it to, okay. I'll show it to everybody in the post show. I uh, like... Because I know I've seen the full picture. Your dick's hanging out in the... In the- <laughs> That is so graphic. Patreon.com. No, I'm sorry. Unfilter. No, I'm sorry. Twitter. I'm sorry. Reddit. I'm sorry. What? Slash oh, okay. And by the way, I do a podcast oh, uh, called Geek Minecraft Gamer? Free. <laughs> Geekgamer.tv. If you like Minecraft, you like video games. Yeah, I do. Come on over. We'd love and to have you. And why not go hang out with Joe? I mean, even Joe's if you don't cool. like Chase, you can hang out with Joe. Yeah, you, you guys can hang out all the time. Minecraft me. Check it out. Video games. Don't forget, the Unfiltered Show is live on a Wednesday over at jblive.tv. Go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash counterunfiltered.reddit.com. That's all I want you to care about. That's right. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Go there. Make this show better. Make 129 even better than 128. We need your help. But really, thank you to our supporters. Thank you to our live viewers. You guys rock. We'll see you right back here next, next week. week. Yeah, we can totally edit all that out, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll edit all that yeah, out. We'll edit no, all definitely. That. We didn't do a Ooh, show. Yeah, we'll just focus on the stuff where Brian Williams talks, right? Oh, wait, crap. Brian Williams didn't talk this episode. Damn it. No, no. He had Lester Holt filling in. Weeding out every penny. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I like uh, I like something that's more dramatic than that, like the downside of legal cannabis. I want something that really p- kicks people in their nuts, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Grow your own. That's pretty good. Legal weed downsides. Yeah, that's good. Legal cannabis fallout. JBTitles.com. JBTitles.com. What do you got over there? What do you got uh, no, I'm not there. I'm not there what yet. What are you looking I'm, at right now? The, the, I'm trying to find the full picture to show out. Of your wang? No, not my wang. The other wang. What? No, I'm just kidding. No, the Christmas picture. Um, where is my? Where is that picture? Go chase. JBTitles.com. I may have to go to the Facebook. Oh. So did you notice that uh, Anderson Cooper's in Paris? Are you sure he's not in front of a uh, green no, screen? No, he's there. Oh, he's actually there. Because Wolf is uh, filling in, doing like the throat. Well, that's nice of him. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice of him. It's nice of him to do that. Weeding out every penny. Legalist cannabis fallout is in number two. JBTalos.com. 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 Are you Google image searching yourself right now? No, no. Are you e- no, Google? That's not it. Uh, you Google image searching yourself right now, Chase? No, I am yes, you not. are, dude. This, what is? Oh, that's Facebook. This okay. is the Facebook. I'm not familiar with Facebook, so I don't recognize it. Uh, right now. That's a great picture of you right there. I have a lot of decent pictures. Oh, selfies, Chase? <laughs> yeah, well, they're all selfies. That's all they are. Everyone. JBTitles.com, JBTitles.com. Uh, okay, hold on here. All right. Well, how about everybody votes? Ah, about- I found it there. You oh, go. you found one? Uh, hold on. Almost, almost there. Almost there. Oh, hold on. Uh, Tell me when to pull it up on the screen. Not yet. Not yet. All right, go ahead. There you go. It's adorable. It's the best picture in the world. 2009, though, was quite a while yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, but it's our best. So that is my wife there. That's Catherine, and she's reading uh, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Um, and uh, we're both wearing Snuggies, because this was the year of the Snuggie. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, not only that, as you see, we have our reindeer antlers on. I'm wearing my <laughs> knit cap and then having a nice glass of wine. Yeah, you are. And that is the best picture in the world. That is probably, that's the peak right there. Uh, so, did you know that, speaking of peaks, did you know that ice has peaked? ISIL? Whoa! KT rocks hard, Chase! Wow, that was loud. Yeah, it's how KT rolls. Hi. ISIS made significant gains in Syria. Look how, how, lo- low, how much lower her audio levels are. Now... <laughs> See, this is what's frustrating for Chris, is people writing me like, Chris, your level's all over the board. I'm like, yeah, we sent him through a normalizer, we sent him through a compressor. But this is how the mainstream media, ladies and gentlemen, like, you hear the volume difference between the intro and her her levels, right? Yeah. And now, like an animal, I got to turn her up. Rock within the last year. But the terror group now seems to be on the defensive as it tries to hold its ground against the U.S. and coalition forces. Here to weigh in is Stratfors. I like how she just throws in it's Stratfor. You know, he's Stratfor. They uh, they like to make themselves out to be the independent CIA contract for hire intelligence agency. Yet they got horribly hacked by Sabu and uh, LulzSec and they exposed a ton of our secrets. I'm not going to mention any of that. I'm just going to mention Stratford. And then, of course, you'll just accept that because you're a dumb, stupid audience and listen to everything he has to say. Comrade Bakari. Um, Comrade Cameron, tell me, 2014 was the year that we saw ISIS gains. 2014 was the year that we made up ISIS. I mean Dash. I mean ISIL. Will 2015 be the year we see their reversals? KT, I think you're... KT, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to state a bunch of really obvious stuff that's super obvious and has no timeline associated with it. And I'm going to use that as my answer. Right. Uh, we will see reversal. Uh, and I think that that reversal is already in play. Uh, if you notice that uh, ISIS for a long time, you know, basically hit a speed breaker and, and it's not been able to move a speed as fast as we saw it b- back in the summer. 
In fact, uh, a lot of ground has been taken from it in Iraq. Uh, and as time goes by, as the Iraqi political system uh, becomes more coherent and the, uh, the cooperation with allied forces, both uh, U.S., Western and regional increases, we'll see uh, ISIS being rolled out of Iraq slowly. Total non-answer. Total non-answer. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much, That was buddy. really great insight. Yeah. So you're saying as we continue to bomb them and a government actually gets formed, that the anti-government terrorists might be dialed back? That's incredible insights. Do you get paid a lot of money for that? <laughs> That's really good stuff. Thank how, you so much. Here's some insights. Guess, here's some damage. Hey, Chase, you know how these guys drove Toyotas and that really drove us crazy, That's ISIS? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess ones. what we've been doing in the bombing? At least 184 Humvees have been destroyed. 58 U.S. tanks have been destroyed. 700 U- other U.S. vehicles have been destroyed that were all under the control of ISIS. In the, in the series of 1,600 airstrike missions that have hit more than 3,000, 200 ISIS targets in Iraq and Syria since the bombing began August 8th, according to the U.S. Central Command, as of today. In addition, two, I'm sorry, 26 MRAP, that's the Mine Resistant Ambush Protected Vehicles, have been destroyed. 79 artillery and motor positions have been destroyed. And 673 infantry fighting positions have also been destroyed. Chris, that makes me sad. You know why that makes All me that sad? good U.S. gear gone to waste? Yeah, that, that gear that could go to police departments across the country. <laughs> Very well said, Chase. All right. Do we have a title? I thought we had one. What is it? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> jbtitles.com, jbtitles.com, jbtitles. You know, Chat room, I want to give you your reward, but if you don't deliver, I cannot give it to you. Yeah, I mean, all I got to say is, you know you know what we should you – know, you know what we should blindly do one of these episodes? Maybe what? this is the one. What? Whatever the top vote getter it is. That's the title. I don't know if we can do that, though. You don't think so? Well, because right now it's weeding out every penny, which is good, but I don't feel like it grabs people by the nutsack enough. I Legal know. cannabis fallout to me, because it gets the pro-weed people and the anti-weed people in one swoop. I mm. like it. Do it. All right. So uh, four votes on that one. I'd, I'd give it to the chat room on that one, too. All right, Chase. You're called. Did they earn it? Did they, they, they definitely earned it. You, I mean, we got to start off the new year right. Okay, let's do the long one then. We gotta start it off right and break it I'm down. I'm laughing. This is what, what I say. Let's hear it one more time. This is what I say. Nice, buddy. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, one quick note to these, to our supporters. If you're in the Swag Club and your address is not current in Patreon, you're missing out on free swag. Go over to patreon.com slash unfilter, update your address in your settings there, so that way you get free stuff. Yes, free stuff is always cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you didn't get a mug, then you haven't been keeping your address up to date. No, You'd you be haven't. surprised how many people right. move. It yeah. happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Go over there and do it. Hey, supporters. Man, we love you. You guys rock. Hope you enjoy. By the way, all you guys who are in the Swag Club, enjoy this awesome bacon mug. Have a And those of you, week. even though yes. you're not in the Swag Club, you lo- still matter. Oh, you still do. We love do. you, baby. We love you guys. We love you. Yes. Go get the BitTorrent get, get bit sync. Get the clips. Back this ass up. By the way, if you haven't checked out our holiday special, you need to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you. We love you. Enjoy. Yes.